three songs pod is a three songs pod. Derby Week Derby week, Bob. Fantastic. Three songs podcast, episode 69, May 2nd, 2018. I'm Mike Hogan. You're Bob Nastanovich. That was Indeed. Um, yeah. That was some intro music from Richmond Fontaine, who uh, we'll be playing a little bit later. We'll play a song from them later in the show. Portland band, um, race horse racing fan. At least the singer-songwriter Willie Vlotten, big Portland Meadows guy. Um, oh yeah, I've been there. You've been there, right? Oh yeah. We'll we'll save that for when I play. Um, I played golf on the infield once there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course. Rather unsuccessfully, you know. I figure like my golf game is so bad. I don't really like golf that it's good enough for the Portland Meadows infield only. Yeah, they have the racetrack in the middle of the infield. There's a nine-hole par three course. Which is not unusual. Like, um, there's a lot of that going on in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess, but <laughs> I wouldn't. But those are proper race courses. I that's think. about the only thing courses, European you know. about Portland Meadows. We'll 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 save that for a little later in the show. We're going to be talking horses. We'll go through the Derby field at least quickly. We'll talk on every 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 horse. We'll play some songs. You're going to lead it off, though. Do you remember the name of that one Oregon bred that came in fourth in the Derby? His name started with J. It was in the 90s. Uh, uh, Jumron one? Jumron? Was it Drumron? Was it Jum, with a Jum, J, I think J, J, Didn't he come in fourth? I think he was an Oregon bred, Jum, wasn't he? Jumron, I think, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, whoa, did you just pull that out of your head? I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you are you got some you're tough on the derby, man. I'll tell you that. That's impressive. That's impressive. All right. Well anyways, okay. I'm gonna go to uh, I'll take us right to Kentucky. Yeah, we're we're starting and ending with little little Bill, right? Well, Bill Monroe, King of the Bluegrass. I think this is recorded in the thirties, you know. And uh you know, one of Kentucky's finest, the king of the mandolin, the king of the bluegrass. And this is uh well, it's called the racehorse song, but it's Molly and Tenbrooks. And it's about Ten Brack, who, you know, he, he ran in the first derby, he came fifth behind Aristides. Mm, wow. You know that, right? I well, did this not... is a match race where he had with a big uh, California filly whose name was uh, Molly McCarty, right? Oh, Ghost getting excited now. Ghost is and excited. He's fired up. Okay, this is uh, oh, it's probably the greatest old school horse racing song of all time Molly and Ten Brooks by Bill Monroe and the Bluegrass. <laughs>
that train a-comin', it's comin' round the curve Till ten brooks runnin', it's trendin' every nerve Trendin' every nerve, oh Lord, it's trendin' every nerve Out in California, where money done as she please Come back to old Kentucky, God, be with all these Be with all these, oh Lord, be with all Starting it off hot. Just well, like, you know, that was what I think that's where kind of the rivalry, the East Coast, West Coast rivalry, which, of course, we'll see in this year's Kentucky Derby big time, as usual. Yeah. I think that's kind of where it started. I mean, they shipped that Molly McCarty all the way across the country on a train to face Tenbrook. There was 30,000 people at the Louisville Jockey Club. It's, it's, it was the same land as Churchill Downs, but before it was called Churchill Downs. Really? And 30,000 people, a huge crowd. Oh yeah, eighteen seventy-eight. You're yeah. bringing you're bringing the history. So just because I know who Jumron was, um, <laughs> Jumron, yeah, Jumron, yeah, Jumron. That's right, yeah, Jumron. That's the worst. I remember it. <laughs> uh, so what, what do you want to do? You want you want to dive right into the Derby here? You want to dive talk? right in? Let's okay. drive. Let's, we got twenty horses. We'll right? go. Maybe. Yeah, we'll go. And you know, we'll you know, there's a chain. I mean, let's go right to the rail. from the rail right on out. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll do seven of them. Okay. Okay, and then we'll play right some off more. the bat. Okay, yeah. the one horse is called Forenza Fire, uh, ridden by Paco Lopez, trained by Jason Service. Okay. Um, in a nutshell, what's your opinion of his chance in this year's Kentucky Derby? I think he's a horse that has not improved at all as a three-year-old. If anything, he's gone backwards. And if you thought of him as the possible live long shot. Any interest you might have had in playing him uh, went out the window when he drew the one post. He's, I think, one of the bigger long shots in the race, and for good reason. I'd be completely surprised if he uh, hits the board, let alone wins. Oh, let alone wins. How about hitting the top ten? He's way too slow. Yeah. He's just too slow. And, you know, and uh, let's hope we get him in the Iowa Derby because that's where he'll be a good fit. Yeah, he's 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 a solid horse. He's not he's not good enough for these. Oh, he's a hard knocking son of a gun. Yeah. OK, the the uh, two horse free drop Billy. He's actually owned uh, by folks that live up in Ankeny in Iowa here, not far from me. And, um, you know, I picked him in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile and I w- was not impressed. No. By either his physical appearance or his performance. And I don't think that. He's really trained on. No, I think you know. 
I think, you know, he's this is Dale Roman's training and Robbie Alvarado riding. And I, I don't think that he wants any part of 10 furlongs either. So I don't think he'll finish in the top 8, 10 either. You know, I'm generally with you. I would say there's there's two things, two things that, that make me, uh, at least at a price, consider sprinkling him in underneath if you're playing. Well, he's 30 like to 1 on the morning to. line. Yeah, there's he'll be, that. He'll be, and he'll, he'll, he'll be that. There's he that. He'll be much higher lower, yeah. There's that. He's he's seems to like the Churchill track. He, he won his debut uh, back in June last year at Churchill. Granted, it was only going five and a half furlongs. We're going 10 furlongs uh, on Saturday. Um, but that, that and his, his work since his last race in the Bluegrass, the first work at Churchill was a, a 59 flat bullet best of 52 for the day on, on April 21st. So seems like he's doing okay. He likes the track. No, I think he's doing well. He's I doing think, as well as he can do. I think he's but another he had, one that's, that's still probably a little too slow. He's going to be rallying on too late, but he could pick up the pieces. Yes, sixth of the best. Sixth of the best, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, That's fair. Okay, let's go to the same bar, Dale yeah. Romans. Romans uh, next door neighbor. Now this horse here, he promises fulfilled is his name. The three horse ridden by Corey Lannery, who knows every inch of that race course. In fact, I believe it was him. I'm looking at Lee last year that finished third from the rail. That am I right with that? Uh, possibly. Looking at Lee, he came in third, like at a huge number from the rail. Possibly. Okay, whatever. But promises fulfilled. Promises fulfilled. Is a major pace factor here. Major, he's super got, he's fast. He's got a lot horse. of early foot. They, it's a complete send, and he's going to affect the race. And he's going to—I I don't think he gets anything. I mean, you can't stop for water at the quarter pole, my friend. Okay. No, no. I, I don't think he. Really, I, I think he'll, I think he'll be dropping back on the far turn. Yeah, generally, I agree. The only thing that makes me pause is if every other jockey thinks that and he's able to get a breather and relax. Because you're looking at a war emblem type situation. Then. You know, look, he proved in the Fountain of Youth, I mean, granted, he wasn't beating um, what he's going to be facing on Saturday, but he did beat good magic in that race because he was able to relax on the lead and took it all his own way and was never challenged. If for whatever reason he's able to get that kind of trip here, obviously last race in the Florida Derby, he went way too fast and was nowhere near the wire at the end. Um, if he if he if he has a repeat of that race, uh, you're absolutely right. But if for whatever reason everybody else in the race underestimates him, he could go on for a long way. And and no, oh, come on a, now, he's a serious candidate to finish last. Uh, no, I think there's there are there are stronger candidates to finish last. We'll get to those. Okay, we'll talk about that. Okay, yeah. say Flame Away. We'll go to the number four horse, Flame Away, ridden by Jose Lescano, trained by Mark Cassie. He, he's he, actually had a very tough spring out of kind of a bad Keeneland. Stable out of form. Owned by John Oxley, of course, he won the race with Monarcos, right? Right, right. Um, and uh, this horse, he's a very professional race horse. He is. You know, it's... But he's he's going to run it. He's very honest. He's going to run his race, but he's he's a notch below. He's a notch below. Only only serious racehorses win five out of nine and finish first or second seven out of nine. Um, but he might be one of the more honest 
horses in the field, but he's not good enough for, for the. Uh, he's not a grade one horse. No, and and here he's a grade two, grade three horse. There's he's a few. Not a grade one horse. There's a few concerns that I have with him. He, he he's he's raced a lot. I think he may be over the top. He may have peaked and maybe back down the hill. Um, and and the biggest concern I have, frankly, is. Uh, from a pace scenario, I just don't I don't see a way for him to win because if he sits back, I think he's gonna get he he's gonna be up against it, and if he goes, he's gonna slit his own throat. So, uh, you know, I think well, I think he'll probably be sitting like around fifth. You know, hope, hope to like you know track promises fulfilled, something yeah. like that, or whoever goes out there. Yeah, and I think he's fourth at best. Just on, and I'll respect that. Just because he's so honest, as you said, he's a complete professional. Right. And I think that if, if he runs his eyeballs out, he finishes fourth at best. Right. Okay. Audible. Audible. The five horse, eight to one in the morning line, ridden by uh, Javier Castellano and trained by Todd Fletcher. How many does Todd have? Four. Five. He's four. got four. Does he have four? Yeah, yep. four. Right. Okay. What's your opinion of Audible? Who is four for five? The Florida Derby winner blew apart the Holy Bull. I mean, he's won pretty easily, and even his his first lifetime start, he ran a hell of a race after completely, you know, missing the start at Belmont. He's a New York bred. Okay, what's your opinion on him? Um, I like him. I don't love him. I I I, I respect all of the chat or sorry, Todd horses. Uh, I don't really love any of them. Um, I I, th- I wouldn't be surprised if he runs well. Um, but he's he's not my top play. Um, you know, I think he he sat a good trip and took advantage of a, of a pretty fast pace set by Promises Fulfilled last race. Um, I he, I don't really like the way he was drifting at the end. Um, I don't know. I, I I at a shorter price, I'm I'm a little bit uh, bearish on him, but I understand why people like him. He's got no shot going ten furlongs. Yeah, I mean, then there's that too. I, he's by he's by into into mischief out of a gilded time there. Right. It's his pedigree certainly doesn't say that, but these days, I know, know these days, but no. I'm saying like this is a proper horse race this time. That's okay. true. That's true. I mean, there there's like there's you know at least eight horses in the race that are bred for a mile and a quarter, and he's definitely not one. And like, he's I think he's a complete toss. I wouldn't go that far, but I can understand why you say that. Um, okay, so let's go to Good Magic. I like Good Magic. Good Magic. Written by Jose Ortiz, who I believe is the defending Eclipse Award winner. That's he true? is. That's true. Yep, one of the best jockeys in, in America. I, I, I trained by Chad uh, Brown, who I think is also, was he also the Eclipse Award winner for trainers? Yeah, yeah. So double Eclipse action here. Yep. Okay. And, and they've got Good Magic, who they paid over, they paid a million for. And, and Good Magic was the champion two-year-old. Well. Exactly, won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile. So triple, yeah. triple Eclipse Award winners. Yeah. He's a bonny little colt, isn't he? He is. He's a bonny. I I like him. I like him Okay, well, I like him. I don't like him to win the race, okay? But I think he's going to run a good race. He's training great. He's training forwardly off of his bluegrass win, which was workmanlike. It was workmanlike. Yeah. Okay. And he's going to run a good race, and... To me, he'll definitely be in the top six unless he encounters all kinds of trouble. Um, but I don't think he can win the race. Oh, I do. 
I do. And I don't think you're going to get 12 to 1. I think 8 or 9 is probably more likely. Um, to me, he, he's got the right running style. He'll be sitting mid-pack, maybe a little bit closer. He'll get, he'll get early run on the closers. Uh, his first race as a three-year-old, he disappointed. But, you know, he really had hid no shot. Uh, against promises fulfilled, who had it all his own way. He didn't need right. To that's a that that's a line through race. Com- yeah, draw a line through that one. Comes back next out, uh, stretches out another half furlong. Wins easily if workmanlike, as you say. I think he's sitting, no. He beat Flame away by a length and a half. He's sitting on. I think he's sitting on a tie. Yeah, but it was it was never in doubt. I mean, beat him by a length and a half, but it, it didn't really ever seem to me like he was ever in danger of losing. Uh, I think he's sitting on a top effort here. I think he'll improve off of that. The only question is whether he's good enough to beat, um, you know, some of the other horses in the race because this is a good field. And, uh, you know, really, it's going to come down to trip. I'll say this. None well, of these, obviously, you know, it always does. None of these horses are going to win if they stop at any point in the race. If they get any trouble, they check, they stop their momentum – it's done because there's 19 other horses in this race that, that are good enough to win. Well, I will say this, though. Uh, good magic being compact, he can afford, he actually can afford trouble. I'm not saying he can afford trouble and win the race, but he can still win a race. Like, he's sure. not a big son of a gun. He's a good athlete. I, he's a very good athlete. I, I think he's a legit contender. I think he's a legit contender. Okay, I think he's got I think... no shot to win, but I would, I'm definitely playing him everywhere underneath. Okay. Okay, let's go to the freak. Yeah. This is the last horse we talk about to the next song. All right. This is the freak of the field. Uh, undefeated. Yeah. All races in California. Yeah. Ridden by Mike Smith, trained by Bob Baffert. Right. Huge numbers. 104 yeah. and his easy maiden win. And then uh, wins his allowance race beat nothing but then and then he was you know pretty much unchallenged in the san Anita derby and, and he put up another big number okay had, so what's your take on justify he, he had it all his own way really in his in his last race against bolt doro and and um instilled regard um who he'll face again on saturday i mean look this is a horse who's only raced three times. He never raced as a two-year-old. You know, I mean, Apollo famously was the last one to win. But they're all trying to buck that trend. They're all That's trying one to... Trend. That's one trend they want to buck. I, yeah, no, I know. Look, uh, he could very well... Of course, well... American Pharaoh had the one horrible race as a two-year-old, didn't he? Yeah, he, he finished like... fifth in his in his debut. But but here here's the thing. Justify... If you look at who is the most, who is likely to have, you know, all things being equal, if they stay healthy, Justify is the one that seems like he has the most potential talent, most upside. Does that mean that he's going to be the one who wins the race on Saturday? I, you know, I don't know. At a short price, he's probably going to be five to two. Um, I'm, I'm, He's one that I would not be shocked if he wins, but I, I am not going to put all of my eggs in that No basket. way you can no way you can play him like uh you could bet a hundred to win on him at five to two. No. And and no. to me, the play with him is if you're gonna be playing exact as and tries and 
supers and whatnot. He's a win or run out. I would be betting against him playing like a Bodemeister where he sets the pace and then hangs on to finish second. To me, he either is is that freak and validates how good it's looked like he he was in his, his first three races and he's your winner or he's off the board. Um, it's just a huge step up. And keep in mind that there's like a, a hoodoo in place here. Uh, Bob Baffert, I think, has won the San Diego Derby eight times. I think so. Could be. Could be. Okay. And none of those eight San Diego Derby winners have won won the Kentucky Derby. In fact, the closest would have been his first uh, San Diego Derby winner, Cavanier, of course, lost by about three inches to Grindstone. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, that, like, I mean, that, I don't know if you really care about that kind of yeah. angle in, but like. To, to me, to me, here, here's the bigger concern for me with Justify. Last race, especially, was the first time he faced really anything good horse. Quality, good horse. Yeah. Boltoro is a good horse. Yeah, and I, I will get to him in a minute, but I like instilled regard as well. Um, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Anyways, uh, but, let's play a song. Let's but no, song. the last thing I'll say about Justify is he had it all his own way. He walked on the lead. He dictated terms. He was he's never, not going to get that. Not he, there's get that no way he's going to get away with that. No, and, no. And there's so, all kinds of speed to his inside and outside. He's going to be asked the question. Mike, Mike Smith is not going to yeah, send him. Yeah. He's going to be asked the question for the first time in his life, and he's either going to be wanting or he's he's going to find an answer, and you know, at five to two, I, I, I'm taking more of the pessimist approach, but he could be the real thing. Well, we'll see on Saturday. But you know, again, I, I pretty much agree with everything you say. Okay. All okay, right. So, what are you going to play? Well, I'm gonna. Uh, I'll go back to. Uh, I'll go back to Portland. I'll go back to Richmond Fontaine. We'll go to. Um, I like the, the way you're going to Portland. The, the home of portland meadows which has nothing to do with big time horse racing no but uh it's where i saw barbaro win the derby was, oh okay uh, so you watch some derby oh yeah portland i would meadows. i would go hang out at, at portland we'd watch it on the simulcast i spent a lot of time at portland meadows um as well i think they they serve a decent cheap prime rib there don't they, they do like they do yeah it's yeah. it's it's an okay place to um to to watch the races to bet the races it's also oh, I've been there many times. Yeah, it's also oh, yeah. where where I was there like six days in a row in 2010 when I was practicing for the pavement reunion thing, and like you know we never practiced very much. That was rather <laughs> evident in our performances. And I would I would just like it's over. I'm singing a Motel Six with Steve West. I'm going to Portland Meadows for two or three hours. I'd stand there in the slop and like hope to find the horse that could run a 27 buyer and win the race. That's right. Know? That's right. Damn, if I'd known you back then, we could have hung out because I spent a lot of time at Portland Meadows, as did... Um, I didn't see anybody like you. I saw about 100 of them every day. It's yeah. about 100 of them. Right, right, right. Well, yeah. one of them, well, at least when I was there in the mid-2000s, one of the guys that was there pretty regularly was a guy named Willie Vlotten, who was the lead singer of Richmond Fontaine, main songwriter. Oh, here we go! Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're talking about a hardcore horse race. So is Janet Weiss. Janet Weiss uh, from uh, Sleater Kenny, of course, one of the best drummers in the world. She's she frequents Prairie Meadows, Portland Meadows. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. No, I wish she would frequent here. Yeah. That's, that's the track I work at. <laughs> right. She frequents Portland Meadows. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so will it's funny because here I'll play the song and then I'll talk about it a little bit. Um, this title track from Richmond Fontaine's 2003 record, 
uh, horse racing themed, appropri- appropriately called Post to Wire. Are there actually meadows in Portland? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. We Man. got meadows here. Here, let's, let's let's play Richmond. All right. Well, I don't care anymore. Well, who was right? Who was wrong? Who was left? Who was leaving? And I'll overlook everything if you can. Willie Vlaughton, lead singer of Richmond Fontaine, pretty much every time I would go to the track, he would be there. And it's funny because I don't know if he ever even saw me. I don't know if I ever even registered on his radar, but uh, we never spoke. We never, I don't even know if we ever even acknowledged each other. He was there with uh, usually two or three friends, one of whom was a, a jockey at Portland Meadows, Twyla Beckner. The intro song that we played leading into the show was called Twyla. I would imagine it was written for her. Um, they may have even dated, for all I know. Um, but she was a good jockey, and um, he was there all the time, and um, he was in this band. He's written a bunch of books, one of which is called Lean on Pete, which was the name of a hard-knocking $2,500 claimer that used to race all the time when I was at Portland Meadows watching the races. Um, so he's a serious fan, and uh, that, that Lean on Pete has now been uh, made into a major major, major motion picture. Uh, so there you go. That's my story on Willie Vlotten and Richmond Fontaine. That was pretty cool. I like a guy that's inspired by slow horses at a bad racetrack. Yeah, right, right. You know what I mean? It's it's one of those things where it's like we 
like at the time I'm running a record label, he's in a band, we're both hanging out at the racetrack, but for whatever reason, we just never even spoke to each other, you know, like it was. <laughs> yes, you know, I've been in that situation many times yeah. in my life. Right. Like you like right. and respect somebody, but right. you're not going to actually speak to them for whatever reason, right. you know, that's like, um, who knows, that's why people study star signs. And I think, you know, basically, like, we're, like, clutching at straws when we, when we do our derby analysis. But let's actually, let's not get right back into it. I'm going to play a play band a song. from Louisville. Yeah. I'll yeah. play another song. Pivot, pivot I'm gonna... to Louisville. Yeah, King Kong. King Kong, right? Who are going to play in, on Derby Eve this year. And I can't remember the name of the locale. I should have looked it up for the show. I'll, maybe I can look it up during the song. Ethan Buckler. I think it might be... Ethan Buckler is a dear friend of mine. In fact, he used to work one of the cameras in the tower at Churchill Down. Really? And he'd come over to my house every day. He'd come over to my house afterwards for a beer and like, a, you know, whatever we were serving food-wise. It was kind of like a racetrack lounge, not a 7 Central Avenue. And he worked two or three summer meets there. He's in one of those towers running the camera. He And he, he didn't really care much about horse racing, but like he'd come over and he'd always say the same thing. The five horse always wins. Okay. <laughs> the f- Five horse and like when we're like Ethan, like you know, he actually doesn't win that often. No, whatever. It's beside the point. This is a <laughs> a guy I've seen uh, play. Oh hell, maybe thirty times. Always fantastic, amazing, amazing rock and roll experience. And I, I'm gonna say I've, I've seen him play on three or four Derby Eves. Uh, couple times at Uncle Pleasant's wonderful old bar. The music bar doesn't exist anymore, as far as I know. Might be something else. And um, I'm talking like two or three in the morning. And you're not leaving, even though it's Derby Eve. Because King Kong might play a song like this off a funny farm, Scuba Dooba Diver. Diver down. 
hanging so low at the bottom of the ocean where the fish are all aglow. If I were the shark, do you wonder what I'd see? I would see the scuba diver looking straight back at me. I would imagine they were a fun band live. You know what Kingfish is, right? No. Oh, because you've never been to Louisville. No. Oh, King, Kingfish is a really old school, like average seafood restaurant. They have a river location. I don't know if they still exist. My God, I haven't looked it up. But like, it used to be like just kind of a proper old school dining experience. They've got they had remote locations, and like so he's singing about. You know, it's like amazing comedy there. You know, he's thinking about the ocean and scuba scuba diving and like where the fish are all aglow. Yeah. And I mean, the lyrics are brilliant. And then he he starts talking about like a face, a place that's kind of famous for like fried fish. So I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I mean, I when that album came out. Early nineties, I was in ninety three drag city. Ninety three yeah. drag city. I was in yeah. the height of my slint obsession, and mm-hmm. I would say pavement obsession too. Ethan's an original member of slint, of course. And so yeah. it was, it was like, oh, it's slint related. I gotta get this, and I'm like, what is what? I like, I had no idea what to make of it. Like, it just felt like, I, I like, is this a joke? Well, no. No, no, Ethan had divorced himself from Slint after Tweez. Of course. Between Tweez and Spiderland. Of of course. But when I first moved to Louisville, he was like, you know, kind of an outsider. He would sit alone by himself at the table and he'd brood and kind of be in a bad mood. And like, he was, he didn't like Albini at all. Yeah. Well, and that, that kind of put him off. Okay. But like, I'll tell you a famous story. The first week that I lived in Louisville, which would have been like in 92, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Butchertown Pub. They've got like, they used to have great, even bands like, they had like bands on like Tuesday, to, to free night, Tuesday night, Butchertown Pub. In fact, uh, Ethan's playing on Thursday and Friday night. So tomorrow night, 
and Friday night at a place on Washington Street in, in Butchertown called the Copper and Kings Distillery with the band. I don't know what kind of band he's going to assemble. In fact, on that song, Rich Schuler played the drums, and he just kind of decided on his own that he was going to play like uh, just really fun live music because that's to him what Louisville was all about. And things had gotten too complicated, like to him, like I think, and I'm like. I'm speaking for him, but like, anyways, the first week I lived in Louisville, I went to the bathroom at Butchertown Pub, right, and I'm watching bands. Like, I'm t- kind of settling in. I'm staying with the Walfords, Charlotte Walford, probably the greatest derby hostess of all time. And I go to the bathroom, and Ethan walks in the bathroom, just me and him in there. And I know who he is because I, mean, I saw him playing Hoboken with my friend Darren Rapp on the bass. And he's, he looks at me, looks over at me. And he says, why don't you move back to New York? (laughs) Wow. You know what I mean? And I was like, I didn't say anything. I was kind of stunned by it. You know, it's like not a friendly welcome. Right. And I had to convince people that the only reason I moved to Louisville, I I couldn't give a, I mean, I like the music. The music was good. There's a lot of great things going on. But like, I was there for the racing. You're not, you're not trying to cop their scene, uh, yeah, yeah, that's what they thought. Like, right. That's what they thought, you know. Right. I would never do that in a million years. I couldn't care about scenes. Right. And um, so anyways, let's go to the eight horse lone sailor in the Kentucky Derby this year. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, ridden by uh, Jimmy Graham, one hell of a rider. Yeah. yeah. He had one a, boy, he, you speaking, speaking of rough Keenelands, he had a rough Keeneland meet. Well, I mean, it's all right, because he's had a lot of great Keeneland meets. He's a great kid. I met Jimmy Graham when he was 21 years old, 20, 21 years old, came from Ireland, and he was in Chicago, and he's a great, very enthusiastic rider, and uh, I'd, I'd known him for almost a year, and the greatest, my greatest experience as a jockey agent is Free 4 Internet when he won the Hawthorne Gold Cup. Oh, yeah. With my Good my horse. jock, you know, Greta Kunstweiler up, and it was a 750 back then. It was a $750,000 horse race. Good horse. And the the Horse was trained by Mike Maker, and uh, it's kind of the it's actually the horse that kind of put Mike Maker on the map. Okay, to be honest with you, like it's, it's before he had the Ramsey horses, right? Okay, right. a horse owned by Ron Pelt. He came from like thirty behind. He ran down perfect drift. Okay, and you know, my jockey Greta Kunzweiler rode him, and. It was a good ride. It was a fantastic experience. I think it's the first race she won that meet at Hawthorne. It was marvelous, you know, because I was broke. I, people said, I think you paid about 50 to win. And people said, you bet on the horse? I said, I had $7 in my wallet. I haven't, I haven't won a race as an agent in like two months, you know. <laughs> and I called my mother and I said, I said, Mom, something good finally happened in horse racing. Like, and, it, and I explained what happened to her, you know. But Jimmy Graham, the next day, he says to me, he comes to me, he says, he looks at me and says, Bob, I was over the moon when you and Greta won that race. Uh, you know? that's, He's a lovely, lovely human being. That's nice. And I, I, I'm telling you right now, this might be his first ever Derby Mount. I think it probably is. Really? I think well, it might be his first ever Derby Mount. He deserves it. What do, I mean, you I mean, think, like, what do you think of Lone Sailor? Do you think he's got a shot? I think Lone Sailor has a chance to finish in the top six. Okay. Well, so if you're saying within the top six, then that means with some luck... He could very well win it all, right? No, no, he's not going to win the race. You don't think? I mean, I'm saying like I mean, I'm, look, no, I'm, I'm saying 
like this is the worst. It's fifty one in the morning line. He'll go off at like sixty three to one. No, and I'm saying that he. No. All right. Nobody's going to go off much higher than 50. These days, they don't go off much we've higher. Already, we've already slapped a 5-2 to two on Justify. That's a lot of dough, my man. Yeah, that's okay. There's going to okay, be... I'll bet, I'll bet you right now that Lone Sailor goes off higher than his morning line price. Uh, he might, but I, I would I would bet it's between 50 and 60. I'd be surprised if it's much higher than 60. By the way, there's a lot to like about this horse. He likes the racetrack. He likes the racetrack. Even though he hasn't won on the racetrack, he's run well in one of the two starts. You know, he was rallying too late in the Kentucky Jockey Club. Um, but, look, he's one that... The thing to like about Lone Sailor... There's a couple things to like about Lone Sailor. He seems to be improving. He will be running late. And... Um, you know, I think he's rounding into form. Uh, I just don't know if he's good enough, but you're going to get a huge price on him. No, I'm saying, like, you know, if you're going to play tries and supers, hit him third and fourth. I don't think he's going to finish second. Uh, I, I, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it's the nine Hoffberg. Owned and bred by Judmont Farms. Right. Trained by Billy Mott, who I don't know how many horses uh, Bill Mott, Hall of Fame trainer, one of the greatest trainers in this country that's running the Derby. He's not really known as a Derby trainer. No. Okay. This might be his best chance to win the Derby. Yeah. But he's got a very light, he's got a very lightly raced talented colt here. Like justify only raced three times. Um, he's the wise he's guy. Re- he's very well bred. He's okay. the wise guy horse here. I think he is a bit of a wise guy horse. He's training beautifully. You can expect him to improve. Off of his Florida Derby race, which he ran a very good race, very respectable race by an audibility. He, he closed ground at Gulfstream Park, which is a hard thing to do under any circumstances. Well, except except when he's running into a ridiculous pace as set by Promises Fulfilled. I mean, Promises right. It was a ridiculous pace. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's learning on the job. It was a pace. Okay, so it was like, a pace is he collapse. As good as Creek? Is he like? Is he as good as Stroh's Creek? No, I don't think so. And and here's the thing. Here's the thing. You said you said you can expect him to improve. Uh, my question is why? Why can you expect him to improve? Is well, it, I think he's going to run a good horse race. Is it only because he's run three races? And and no, I just think he's getting good now. Okay. I just I'm I'm skeptical. Uh, he never, okay. even though oh, I like that, I like that. He he ran second. He ran second to Audible in the Florida Derby, but he never, at any point in the race, looked like he was going to threaten. No, Audible. I just chased him home. Yeah, he just chased he, him. He, he he never threatened him. He did beat a decent colt called Mississippi by ten lengths in the race. Of course, who I think is distance challenged and is showing back up at a much better distance for him, which is the mile in the Pat Day mile or on the undercard of the Derby. Um, you know, I mean, he's won. It, it, for me, it comes down to price um, and it comes down to seasoning. I mean, this is a horse who hasn't really shown much. His, he's got one win that was in his maiden win um, back in March. You know, he beat... 10 other Colts, none of whom are going to be anywhere near stakes races, let alone the Derby. Um, you know, I mean, this is a huge class test for him and it's just his fourth career race. 
and everybody that that is coming up with some live long shot is on this horse. I'm just a little skeptical. That's all. All right. Well, I appreciate your skepticism. All right. So w- 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 let's get your pr- prediction. Are you, is he one of your your top two or three? No, I think, okay. but I think he's going to run a good race. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, I, I said, my boy Jack. A lot of people like this horse. Yeah. Nice bottom on him. Yep. Yeah, he's never run a bad race. Except for the debut, but yeah, yeah, right. That's and true. the turf race. He's, yeah, he's versatile. I mean, he was only beaten three lengths by Mendelssohn, who'd be one of the favorites here, and it was on a different surface, and, you know, the jockey lost the whip, so you can maybe excuse that. Uh, well, we're talking about Team DeSormo here. Kent right. DeSormo, Keith DeSormo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I love this horse's pedigree. I love Creative Cause. He ran second in the Derby himself. Yep. And out of a, a very stoutly bred uh, mine shaft mare. Yep. Okay. And, but he's a plotter. He's a plotter. He is a plotter. He's a plotter. He's like, he's, to me, he's got the same kind of, like, he's a clunker. Like, I mean, like, he's like, he, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, you know, but I'm saying like, uh, I'm saying third, fourth at best. I, to me, I'm, I'm, I'm way against. I mean, uh, these kinds of, He's going to have to work out a trip. He's going to be probably sitting last or second to last coming into the first turn. He's going to have to rally by 18, 19 horses in order to get up. He's got to hope that he doesn't run into any of them when they stop. Um, You know, that that maybe the seas part for him and everything has to come together. These are the kinds of horses that I tend to play against. Even though, you know, I mean, he's, he's, he's hit the board in eight of his ten races. He's a legit horse. I'm not going to knock that, and I'm not going to knock his accomplishments. I just don't think he's good enough. And, okay, and- I like that. Okay, the 11, uh, Bolt Doro, ridden by Victor Espinosa, trained by Mick Ruiz, kind of a new <laughs> shooter here, owner, 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 trainer. Yeah. Paid 630 grand for the horse. Yep. Um. He's a very good colt, and he's got a lot of class. Right. What do you think? I, to me, he's the wild card of the race. Really? I, I have I, I have no idea what to expect from him. And part of that has to do with, and, and I'm going to use... Well, he's, a, he definitely has the pedigree. I'm going to use a strong word. His owner, trainer, seems insane to me. Seems yeah. Seems absolutely insane. This is a guy, this is a guy who fired his, his, his trainer... Before this Colt, last year, before this Colt debuted, his trainer was his daughter. He fired his daughter. He's twice fired the jockey on this Colt. He's now replaced him with Victor Espinosa. Of course, he's won derbies himself, but... uh, I don't like him. I don't like him. But I respect the Colt. The Colt's very good. The Colt is very, very good, but I just don't trust like this kind of crazy owner trainer, you know, maybe he's good enough to overcome all of the No, no, circus. he's not. No, he's not. It's just hard because this is this is a a legit field. It's twenty horses and you know, I mean I will say this. He had no shot 
chasing Justify around the whole time. Justify set his own. No, that's a, that's a throwout race. It's a total throwout race. I think he ran a good race. I think he ran a good race. You know, and maybe he mo- if he moves forward off of that, he's one of the he's one of the contenders in the race, and he's certainly shown himself to be one of the most talented horses in the field. But I just don't know what to expect from him. Guys never run a run a horse outside of California, has yeah. he? Uh, I don't know, but I mean, here's the Not thing, that I know like, of. like, you, you know, I mean, he's, he's this guy that, you know, bought horses, was in the, the owner biz, was, was a breeder too, I think. Um, and, uh, and then just decided he could do it all himself. And so fired all of his own his trainers and he's, he's now the trainer. So I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't trust it. If he, if he's able to pull it off, I'll, I'll tip my hat to him. Um, but. It's it's a lot to ask. Well, for, I will say this: for a horse, at a, a good horse is dangerous, even in the, even in the hands of an Italian trainer. Oh yeah, okay. no, I mean, and we've seen it. You know, we've seen incredible, incredible horses overcome horrible trainers. Well, we saw Chip, we saw Chip Willie win the Kentucky Derby, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. But we're also going to expect. And we saw the dumbass partners win the Kentucky Derby, That's didn't we? That's true. We did. California Cup, yeah. Although Art Sherman, okay. he's he's a solid, he's a very solid trainer. Well, of course, he's a fantastic trainer, but like, right. Well, it's all beside the point. Um, I don't like Bolt Doro. I, I like Bolt Doro. I, I just, I, I, I have to be against him at least to win. I, I just don't trust him. Okay, let's play a song. Play a song, Mike. Play a song. Okay. Yeah. Uh, where am I going to go? I'm. A, I'll, I'll keep the horses theme. We'll go. Yeah. We'll go to Tucson. We'll, we'll go. A band you know. Stay in the early 2000s. This is from an album called Aero Calexico. The band is Calexico. Yeah, Tucson baby. Yeah, Tucson. Um, this is a pretty little one. It's called All the Pretty Horses. Uh, we'll play it. We'll talk. You know them a little bit, right? Alexico? I do. I yeah. do. Yeah. Okay. I do. All right. Good guys. We'll play it. Little horses, blacks and bays, dabbling. 
down yonder, down in the meadow Lies a poor little child The bees and the flies are pecking out its eyes Poor little child crying for its mother Pretty horses. Good band, good song. Good Pretty band, little song. song. Yeah. Very professional band. Yeah. And, you know, they, they've yeah, been around no. for a long time. Not just as Calexico. Oh, they but draw. Even, they draw. Even before Calexico, connected with Giant Sand and, uh, you know. Big big part of the Arizona rock uh, scene. Yeah. And, and really connected with a guy I played, actually, when you were on... Tour, so you were not here to hear it, but uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Rainer Potosik, and they're they're very connected with him. I don't know if you're familiar with his stuff, but uh, if not, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. If not, anyway, the, I, I will the play that. The twelve horse in the race is called uh, Enticed. He's owned and bred by Godolphin. Powerful Dubai connections. Yes. Written by Junior Alvarado, trained by Kira McLaughlin. Okay, this is a regally bred horse. Absolutely, probably the I mean, best it's tr- bred. It's tricky. Yeah, I think yeah. She, I think he might be the most well-bred horse in the race, despite all the millions people spent. Right. Homebred. Good uh, Homebred. Oh yeah, yeah. Naturally, they're not going to give this one away. No. But very they- much an under the radar horse to me. He's overcome trouble in his races. He has good tactical speed. I think he's a very interesting contender. I will agree. I will agree. And he so there's there's a few few things I like about him. He is um, he's an honest horse. His only poor race came in Florida. But he didn't like it. In fact, they took him up to New York twice, ran him twice in New York, then they Yep. Interestingly, they moved him back down to Florida for a work. Yep. He likes Palmetto. He likes the training he, center, but he didn't, he didn't like anything he about didn't, Gulfstream Park. He didn't Park. like Gulfstream Park. He, he ran horribly as the favorite there, lost to Audible, um, was nowhere involved that whole race. Made kind of a middle middle move, but then flattened out 
Um, he's a horse that likes the Churchill surface. He, he's, he's won over it. He won the Kentucky uh, Jockey Club as a two-year-old. Um, he, he, Which is not a key race when it comes to the Derby. No, but but it shows that he likes the track. Uh, even definitely, if definitely, definitely. Yeah. Even if he's not working on it, he's got the running style that I like. He's also he's a horse that's highly regarded. He's always been bet heavily, um, and because he finished second and was beaten in a race that's not really considered a key race, now he's he's completely ignored here. He was six to five last out, ran second. And he's probably going to be every bit of thirty to one. In oh, this. he's a steal at thirties. He's a steal at thirties. He'll, he'll keep in mind the morning line odds maker is not very good there. What's his name? Mike Battaglia. Yeah, but uh, but I, I I think he's I think he's spot on. This is a horse that no one's talking about. That's a damn good racehorse. He's got a big chance to light the board. I I I, I like him. I don't know if he's a winner, but he's one that I would use, and I would use at least defensively on top in case I'm wrong about him being a winner because I think I think he's got some, still got some quite a bit of upside, and, and has shown. I mean, he's he's a graded stakes winner as a two year old, and he's run well. He's graded stakes winner as a three year old. Grade one place in the Champagne. Yep, and he's um, you know, he's going to be a bit overlooked here. So a lot like of class, him. always bet. I like him. I like him too. Bravazo, the number thirteen, trained by D. Wayne Lucas, ridden by Luis Contreras, fifty to one in the morning line. Respect the horse, respect the trainer. Um, he'll be nowhere on my tickets. Okay, uh, toss him completely. The fourteen, one of the most interesting horses in the race, perhaps the most interesting horse in the race. Mendelssohn, a half brother to Beholder, the winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf last year. Ryan Moore, the best rider in. Europe, perhaps the world, comes over to ride him instead of riding in the English 2000 Guineas that day. I mean, what's going on here? Well, not only is he a half-brother to Beholder, he's a half-brother to the sire of Audible into mischief. Um, exactly. Yeah, good point. Thanks for bringing that up. Well, well-bred horse, paid $3 million for him as as a yearling. Um I'm I'm against, you know, and there's talk about him being the possible favorite in here, and no way, yes. no way. Oh yeah, only in England, only in England. Well, I've, uh, yeah, maybe, but I've I've seen I've seen some talk. I, Look, Ireland as well. Yeah, he, he won by he won convincingly last out in the UAE Derby in Dubai. No, he beat a Philly that's in the Kentucky Oaks. He he beat a Philly in the Kentucky Oaks. He beat kind of a nothing field he got out to the lead set his own terms huge speed bias incredibly speed bias racetrack he's not gonna have it nearly his own way here um you know maybe he tries to sit third fourth fifth sixth and 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 get the first jump but you know but he might you know he might be able to do that without eating dirt see he's never Eating dirt, maybe, but this is. A horse. I'm saying, like, he's never faced that much kickback. He, he, uh, I, kickback aside, he's he's not faced this level of American horse. Uh, you know, I mean, granted, he won the Breeders' Cup Juvenile Turf, but that was on turf. The top. Well, I think I think I do think that dirt is a preferred surface. Maybe, maybe, but what I'm saying is. The field that he beat in the juvenile turf 
is nowhere near the level of field that he's going to be facing. Even though Flame Away and my boy Jack were both in that race, uh, it's it's apples and oranges because it's a turf race for two year olds. Yeah, it's, a, you know. it's an apples and oranges. And if people are if 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 people are willing to take four to one on him, uh, I'm I'm way against him. I mean, I would. I would need fifteen to one to be enticed, and and I'm not gonna oh, get. Oh, you're not gonna get that. You seven to one at best. Yeah, no, it's it's. I think I think the morning line of five is right on. This is this is a trainer, Aiden O'Brien, who does does very good work in, in Europe. Uh, has won very here. good work in Europe. <laughs> Are you kidding? He's one of the he's one of the world's best trainers. But yeah. you know, even when he comes over here with his turf horses, you know, he only wins. 10 to 12, maybe 15% of the time tops, he, he rarely wins on dirt. It's been a long time since he's had a dirt win. He's had a lot of losses uh, at a short price I'm way, way, way against. All right, well, I hope he wins. Okay, <laughs> uh, the, I, I do hope he wins. Are, 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 are you, but are you, are you picking him? Is he your... I'll play him in the top two spots. Only. Really? Okay. Yeah. We've got some, mm-hmm. some diver- major divergence here on the pod. Well, yeah, I mean, it's a Kentucky Derby, man. What are you eating? Pretzels. Jesus, man. We're doing a show and you're eating pretzels. All right. Well, I'm hungry. I'm talking about the Derby. All what right. do you well, want to talk about? Then I'll pretzels? talk. I'll talk. You you chew. Number 15, yeah. instilled regard. I mean, after your negative comments on Mendelssohn, I had to have a pretzel. <laughs> Jerry Hollendorfer, uh, Drayden Van Dyke, the jockey. Uh, this is a horse they paid over a million dollars for as yearling arch. Instilled at, regard. Instilled regard. Instilled regard. Number fifteen. I love this horse. I love yeah, this I like horse. Fifty to one on the morning line. Oh my god! If I get anything to close to that. Oh, um, you will do. I I am I love this horse. Okay. Uh, first off, last race. No factor at all. Beaten ten lengths, finished fourth behind Justify and Bolt Doro. He had no shot at all chasing what was ultimately a carousel race. The race before, same situation, complete carousel race. The horses that were one two went one two all the way around in the Risen Star. Uh, he is much, much better than he's shown in either of those last two races. He's going to get a legit pace to run at. He's going to get first run. He's not a deep closer. He's going to be sitting mid-pack. He's going to get first run on the closers. This is a horse who was ahead behind McKinsey, who, if he hadn't gotten hurt, was was one of the top two-year-olds and one of the top contenders for Bob Baffert. McKinsey crushed my boy Jack by seven lengths. Um, instilled regard, beat some decent horses in the Lecomte. Uh, this is a well-regarded horse a few months ago who is now being completely dismissed. Uh, and I think there's still some quality here. He, his his dam is, is uh, out of heavenly prize so the second dam is oh hev- yeah fantastic heavenly Henry. prize in fact in fact yeah on the top level yeah his sire is arch yep he was a hell of a churchill down sire my man in- incredible sire 
Incredible Sire, Sire Blame. Sire Blame. Sire Blame, ironically, is known as a turf sire. Arch was a mean son of a gun. Frankie Brothers trained him. I think he was like six for six. Uh, Close. He was uh, five for for seven. Um, He was a tough son of a gun. He loved Churchill. Yeah, um, Arch Arch is ironically known as a, a, a turf sire, but never ran on the turf himself. Um, I just I love I love this horse. I I think he's going to run huge. I think if uh, I'll be using him in all spots, uh, and um, if he hits the board, I, I I may have a good day. I hope so. I like him. I like him. Okay. What do you think of uh, Magnum Moon? Magnum number sixteen, Moon, Magnum 16 Moon. Horse, yeah. yeah, four for four, undefeated. Yeah, I don't like him. No, me neither. I mean, you, know, you have to take a stand. You got to take a stand. We're clutching at straws here. Okay, <laughs> you got to take a stand. You got to take a stand. Like because this, this he's this another horse, Todd Pletcher he, horse. He's, well, he's yeah. I think he's going to be the shortest price of the four Todd Pletcher horses. <laughs> And I, I, he's six to one in the morning line. I think he might, might go off shorter. He and Audible, I think the, the two of them, I, I, I could see uh, close. But either way, you're you're probably right, Magna Moon. Because well, I mean, if you watch his last race when he beat a very good horse called Quip and a bunch of other, in fact, he beat Solomini. Right, who's in this race? Yeah, and I think I think the, I think Combatant also comes out of that race. He finished fourth in the in the uh, in the Arkansas Derby. I I did not. I mean, you can say like. You know, you drifted out. You drifted out. You did. You know, so like, and he's worked I well since. You know, I mean, I do, well, I know he's worked well. If you, since if you like an incredibly, him, incredibly, incredibly talented horse. If if what you, I'm saying, what I'm saying is, it's like I don't like this pedigree on the quick turnaround either. I don't like Malibu Moon out of an unbridled song there on a quick turnaround. That, and this is a quick turnaround it's Arkansas been Derby. Three weeks since the Arkansas Derby. Yeah, that's, you know, that, you got to be a t- hard nosed son of a gun. And, yeah. and to run as, as fast as he did in the Arkansas Derby and put away a good horse called Quip and the, and the, the other ones, I just don't think it's a key race. So. The, the funny thing is, everybody's talking about Apollo and Justify, but he's another one that didn't race as a two year old. His debut was January 13th. He won easily at Gulfstream Park. Um, I, at a short price, I'm not convinced. He's, he's faced much, much easier and had it his own way. Um, he, he's, you know, he's, he's out at the 16 post with his speed. He's got tactical speed. He can maybe make his own trip, but he's in danger of getting forced wide on the first turn i just i don't love him i don't love him i think it's a toss yeah and it's a bold move to toss a horse and probably be six seven to one in the race it just depends on how you're Maybe playing shorter. It. it depends on how you're playing it how much you're willing to invest and what your level of risk is but um but i'm i'm generally with you uh he, basically we're the kind of guys that are going to throw like three or four hundred at this race right I don't know, I I don't know. He he's. I mean, I'll play I'll play a try and a super. I don't think they have ten cent supers. They can no. use the dollar right. Do- dollar supers. I mean, look, he, he, he like all the Pletcher horses. I don't love him, but I won't be shocked if he runs well. 
Um, very, and, very hot writer, this Cy is. And if he beats Cy me, I, I tip my hat. But, you know, he, he's he's also not Todd Pletcher's go-to uh, jockey. So, well, I, nobody's ridden the horse all four times. That's true. That's true. I, I, I'm I kind of with you on the short turnaround, the drifting, the short price. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical. Okay, so play a song. Play a song? Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. Let's, go, let's go back to Portland. All right. Well, Lord knows, like, Portland's a great horse racing town, so it yeah, is. why not? It's, it, it, yeah. And uh, so Michael Hurley, who deserves, frankly, he deserves his own show. He's been around since the 60s, recording amazing records, is still playing and touring, and at least when I lived there five years ago, was, was still living in Portland, I would see him play now and again at small shows, small venues, little bars, and, and people were general, generally indifferent. Um, but he's an amazing, amazing songwriter and uh, a true, uh, complete treasure, national, national treasure, I would even say. Um, and this is from, I think this is from 1976, um, from an album called Long Journey on Rounder Records. Uh, good label, song. Good label. Yeah, no. This is, I'm I'm telling you, I could do a whole show devoted to Michael Hurley, uh, but this is one about Portland. It's called Portland Water. Uh, let's enjoy. All right. The Portland water, that's swelling cold, and it swells my body. But not the soul Would it call up to Portland On the public telephone They said it sure is raining Here in the state of Oregon Up in the canyon Looking down in the river And the wind come blowing Make me shiver Would it call up to Portland On the public telephone They said it sure is raining Here in the state of Oregon You'll see them engines Standing by the water They say the river that's the spirit's daughter Would he call up to Portland on the public telephone They said it sure is raining here in the state of Oregon Montezuma 
But he called up to Portland on the public telephone He said it sure is raining here in the state of Oregon Honey, 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 honey What you trying to do? Why don't you signal when you are through? Put a call up to Portland on the public telephone They said it sure is raining here in the state of Oregon Quality song, Bob. Yeah, groovy, really groovy. <laughs> I love Michael Hurley. I'll keep the music going. I'll yeah, take us back to Louisville. Okay. Yeah, mid '80s. Okay. Homestead Records. Oh yeah. Off their album uh, "Music from Elba." This is a Antietam Terakee. Terakee. Absolutely. If I think she might be the, like the most respected musical artist from Louisville, in my opinion. She's this fantastic. Is, uh, the seven inch uh, until now off their album Music from Elba.
Utter Chaos. Yeah, good band. Yeah. Homestead Records. I'm with you there, Bob. I could play Solomini. 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 Number 17. Yeah, written by Flavian Pratt. The other Bob Baffert. Yeah, trained by Bob Baffert. Yep. Very honest horse. Very honest horse. Very hard trying little Cole. Consistent, too. Never out of the money. Oh, no, he's tough as nails, isn't he? Yep. He's only got one win, technically, although he's finished. He's eligible for Nando, then. He's finished first twice and was disqualified once. Uh, you know, I like the breeding on this one. Uh, yeah. He's by Curlin. Curlin out of a Stormcat mare. Out of a yeah. Stormcat mare. The second dam was was a pretty solid uh, cowbred fleet lady. Um, well, I think Surf Song was a pretty good horse, wasn't she? Surf Song, you're thinking of Surf Side, maybe? Surf, oh, yeah, yeah. Surf Song was unraced. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, to me, this is the, the kind of horse that I think is a little overlooked. Uh, I'd probably be using a little defensively underneath. I'm not sure he's good enough. He, third or fourth, third he, or fourth at best. He looks like, to me, he looks like more spirit, which is the kind of horse that in the derby did nothing but later as a three-year-old or maybe as a four-year-old i wouldn't be surprised if this horse turns into something good i just think okay he's, he's a notch I, I don't below. know about that i think he's just a notch below these i think he's an iowa derby contender yeah that's fair okay like at two to five um vino rosso the vino winner rosso. of the wood memorial a horse, I, a horse that I saw run live, very disappointingly, at Tampa Bay. He's another curling. Tampa Bay down. Yep. No, he's a beauty. He's a real beauty. I love those chestnuts, by the way. I'm a sucker for the chestnuts. Are you really? Yeah. 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 Well, I, should, I, I should tell you a racehorse. I own a horse called uh, Blue Jeans and Beer. Yeah, I know you do. And I'll say you share. He's a big old, old chestnut. Great. Quite hold me back. Great name. Um, yeah. Well, I didn't name him. That's fair. That's fine. Uh, anyways, Vino Ross has got a shot to win the race. Yeah. He's just like all the Pletchers. He's got a shot to win the race, but I don't think he's got the best shot to win. I don't know. Like of the two, I, at the price, if you're telling me enticed is going to be two and a half times the price of Vino Rosso, I prefer enticed, uh, all right, I like that. I like that. But he did make a huge sweeping move in the wood. He did. And he obviously did. he did not like Tampa. Did he not, did not like Tampa. But but he took it he took advantage of a pretty hot pace set by um a horse who just completely collapsed in old time revival. Um twenty two and four, forty six and three. That horse just like well, it was fell, ridiculous. It was ridiculous. Like completely fell down and Vino Rosso picked up the pieces. I mean, maybe he's able to do that here, but these are different. These are different horses, and uh, I'm I'm just I'm. He's another. I'm skeptical, uh, but he's be, training very well. I would I not do be, like him. I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked, but I'm. He's he's not my top key. Okay, Noble Indy, same barn, Florent Giroux aboard for Todd Pletcher, Noble Indy. He certainly showed grit 
losing, the Louisiana Derby winner, lose, which losing know, doesn't lead, mean much. Right, losing the lead and then coming back. But he did beat Lone Sailor, who we both kind of like a little bit, and he beat my boy Jack, who though neither of us like a lot of other people do. He showed great. I mean, I love it when a horse loses the lead and then comes back and regains it, because um, that's rare. You don't see that very often. Um, I do think he's disadvantaged by the post. He's disadvantaged by a number of things. He's disadvantaged by the post. I think he's he's of the four Pletchers. I guess I guess um, Magnum Moon also has four starts, but. Um, he just seems the lightest of the four. He seems the most overmatched of the four Pletchers to me. But, you know, uh, correspondingly, you'll get the, the best odds price. The will reflect that. Yeah. He's out of a right. storm at Mary. He's kind of sprint bread. Yeah, he, yeah, right. He's take charge Indy. Uh, you know, he's another. I, I wouldn't be shocked if he runs well, but he's not one I'm going to be leaning on heavily. All right, 20, combat, combatant. Steve Asmussen's only entry in the field. Uh, uh, written by his main man, Santana. I think I think he's overmatched, and, and the post-draw of post-20 did him no favors. He's he's going to be out of it, and, you know, he's a contender to run last, frankly. Okay, I like that. Okay. And, of course, you know, it being, what is it, Wednesday night before the Derby, there's a pretty good chance there'll be a scratch. Okay, I'm saying I'm saying there's a fifty fifty chance that somebody will And then blended citizen grab a quarter, grab a quarter, then blended citizen gets in. And he's a half to looking at Lee, who ran third in the race last year. Doug O'Neill's you know, of course you trained all have another and what's the name of his two year old champion that one? Nyquist. I mean I'm saying like, you know, he's it'd be interesting if he got in the field. Why? You you, you actually think this horse has a chance? No, but I'm saying it'd be interesting if he gets in the field. I think he has a better chance than five horses in the body. Maybe, maybe, but I, I have a. I granted, Doug O'Neill has won the race a couple times, but this horse is not Nyquist, who was a an undefeated two year old champion coming into the Derby, or even I'll have another who was uh, a legitimate horse on his own. This is a horse who's who's got a win on synthetic in the Turfway Park uh, Jack Ruby Stakes. Well, that's the same race that Animal Kingdom is. Yeah, yeah he's, this, this horse is not Animal Kingdom, though. This, this horse has raced on dirt four times. He's never even hit the board in four races. He's never threatened. He's never oh, been... Okay, now we're talking he's, about Nate. He's not going to get in the race. You don't have to get all nasty on me. I'm just, Anyways, I'm just saying... Let's, I, go to, let's, go to your, let's go to your selections. Let's go to your selections here. Uh, okay. Um, I would say if, if he is the freak that he's been advertised, I think Justify might be the best horse in the race. I, I think probably I would, from a price standpoint, be more likely to lean heavily on uh, good magic and certainly because i'm going to get a huge price on instilled regard i'll be using him up and down in all spots and playing him to win and um yeah so those oh, are, i like that those like are that. those are kind of my top three flip them up in the air pick your favorite but i will say this if you're going to wager don't cop out 
because installed regard is a big price and just bet him to show at least put some win money on him all right i like that what about okay, you i th- i think that the value two value plays in the race are enticed the 12 at 30 to 1 in the morning line i won't disagree i like enticed as well i think mean, i think good magic's going to run a race yep as do i and a good I don't think he's going to win the race, but I think he's going to run his race. And I don't even really know. I mean, if I <laughs> you like, like Mendelssohn, down. No, this is a very tough race. I know you like Mendelssohn. Like you said top two, like the, right? It's the ultimate handicapping contest race. It 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 is. But but here's the thing. Oh, but I'll be I'll be rooting for Mendelssohn and Vino Rosso. Here's the thing. I don't care about handicapping contests. No, I, I know you do, but I'm saying like it's a it's a great it's a great horse race. Sure. It absolutely. I mean, is. we're gonna get a fast track. We're gonna get a fast track. Ninety percent chance of a fast track. No rain that day. Yeah. So uh, it's not gonna be one of these BS derbies like last right. year. You know what right. I mean? Right. No, I'm I'm absolutely with you. I and I will say this. I will say this. Record crowd on hand. There'll be a record crowd on hand. I I do think Bolt Doro is legit. If if he's able to overcome the craziness of oh, his I'm owner, saying, I'm saying he has no shot, no shot. See, I I I think I he's a wild card. Like I don't know, he's the one I know least. Like I could see him winning, but I could also see him running last and it just not showing up. I could just see him completely throwing a clunker. But uh, he's legit in my opinion. Okay, well, I think you're gonna end the show with a Bill Monroe song. Yeah, let's uh, classic Bill Monroe. He wrote this one. It's it's maybe one of the most famous songs about Kentucky, Blue Moon of Kentucky. We'll we'll send it well, out. It's, with nice, this. it's nice to analyze the Derby with you because I'm more lost than ever. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know what I mean. Glad Although I could I do, help. I, I do I do like it still regard. Glad I could help. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't help each other at all in this analysis. <laughs> But hopefully people like, you know, a couple of the tunes involved. Yeah, and, you know, hopefully people enjoyed the discussion at least. Thank you well, again, I, Bob. I, you're not going to clutch at straws. We were clutching at straws. You're not going to clutch at straws and you play Blue Moon of Kentucky by Bill Monroe. No. We're going to send you out with at least this one winner, if nothing else. Yeah, one winner. We got one winner. One winner. Yeah, it's Bill Monroe. Thank you, everyone. Yeah. All right, here Thank we you. go. on shining shine on the one it's gone and proved and true blue moon of kentucky keep on shining shine on the one that's gone and left me blue it was on a moonlight night the star is shining bright Goodbye. 
baby, keep on shining Shine on the one that's gone and left me blue It is on a moonlight night The stars shining bright They whispered from high Your love said goodbye Blue moon of Kentucky, keep on shining Shine on the one that's gone and said goodbye Go on, Mendelssohn. <laughs>